are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. God Provides is the title of this devotion. And I want to take you to a part in the scripture that we see the provision of the Lord. And and it's so important for us to be reminded of it. That yes, God looks for us to be good stewards over the manifold graces and gifts and abilities He has entrusted to us and that we see fruitfulness come. However, the increase comes from God. It's kind of like what Paul said to the church of Corinth when he said, yes, one may sow, another may reap, but it is God who gives the increase. He is what causes everything to work together for good, so to speak. And here, Jesus is preaching in the Gospel of Luke chapter 5, and the crowd was pressing in on him more and more to the point where he's standing right up to the water where Peter's boat had come from a night working, fishing. And Jesus turned around and looked at Peter, who was maybe in his boat, and said, could you let me be in the boat and push off shore so I can speak to the people? Because it was like no more place to stand. And so let's read here in Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesareth, Galilee, the lake of Galilee. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon, Simon Peter's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. I like Peter, you know. I've always, always liked Peter. I'm looking forward to meeting him in heaven. Peter was, he was quite rough in some ways. And yet, I love his heart. I love the spirit that I see in this precious man. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boats to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. You know, Peter realized his antagonism to his own prosperity. And I hope you just heard what I just said. His own negativism, his own depressiveness about his own success. And you know, we all 
making some people you nowadays use the word funk. I, I don't ever use that word, so I, I and I don't ever feel that I would have such a mind or heart. However, I know I can suffer in the flesh at times, and perhaps that's what they mean. But you can get, and my terminology is maybe the same, just a different bit different word. You can get into a low place where you don't even have that spark of expectancy, that joy of possessing, that spirit of faith to push through the hindrances and obstacles. You're just in a low place. You, you become pessimistic. You become negative. You just don't even expect it to go well. And Peter had come into such a place where he said, Lord, I've, I've done all I can, but it's not happening. And I love how despite that Peter was in a low place, he responded to God. Just because you and I can be in a low place doesn't mean we have to become disobedient. It doesn't mean we have to become so negative that we don't respond to God anymore. No, I think there ought to be always a grain of mustard seed faith in our heart left that says, Lord, I can't see it, I can't feel it, I don't know, but I'll do what you say. I'll do what you say. And I love that about Peter. And I know God loved that about Peter too. And that's also why he picked Peter. Because despite that Peter could be in the lowest place many times in his life or suffer some of the most painful failures in his life, he always again humbled himself. And like this, he said, Lord, at your word, at your word, I'll do it. And he did it. And then he saw the increase of God, not because his spirit was so good, not because his faith was so strong. No, he was weak. He was in depression about his success. And yet the Lord prospered him. And this is what I want to talk to you about this whole week. I want to talk to you how the Lord blesses us and prospers us. I really feel for this new year, that God is wanting to breathe upon you with His mercy, to breathe upon you with His grace, that despite maybe you have given up hope that you will ever recover, despite that you're in a, in a rhythm of, of not succeeding, in a funk, as they use the word, I find it a bit of a hard word to use, that you know, you're not coming out, you're stuck in the mud, you're spinning your wheels, you're not going anywhere and you just don't even expect it, that the Lord breathes upon you and you begin to prosper. God begins to provide. Peter fell on his knees and said, Lord, I'm, an, I'm a sinful man. I, I, I've been so unbelieving and so negative about my success and yet you prospered me despite all that. My prosperity is not because of anything I have done, David says in Psalm 71, but because the Lord has made me successful. And here we see this in Peter and it was not the last time. You see, sometimes we can say, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about, Pastor Robert. <laughs> I had that 20 years ago, what you're talking about, but yeah, that doesn't happen anymore for me. Well, look what it says here in John chapter 22, 21. John chapter 21, verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again 
to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Okay, I hope you can hear the wording here. Jesus showed himself again in this way. I believe God wants to show himself again in providing. Providing for your health, providing for the love and joy in your home, providing for your well-being, providing for your success, reviving you. Oh, I tell you the truth, I have seen the Lord do it again and again and again. I'll never forget a dear friend of mine in the United States. He was in a real low place and it looked like it was over for him. And the Holy Spirit kept pushing in my heart to go and be with him. So I found the opportunity and I was with him. And the moment I was with him, the Lord showed this wonderful thought to my heart. I said, oh, my dear friend, I see you with your arm around your wife, standing on top of the hill, looking into the valley and saying to your wife, my goodness, look what the Lord has done. And God turned his situation around in the most phenomenal way. And what's the point of me going there is so that he would know it was the Lord who did it and not he himself. Oh, how good it is when we can boast in the Lord and his provision. The Lord showed himself again in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, that's John and James, and the two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we're going with you also. And they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> and when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, John the beloved, said to Peter, it is the Lord. And they brought on board, dragged the net of fish. It says in verse 11, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. The Lord showed himself again. I want to encourage you to expect the Lord's provision again. Peter learned that his success could come through his relationship with Jesus. And he learned that lesson more than once and in more than one area when his mother-in-law was ill and was not able to function in her responsibilities in the house, Jesus touched her and instantly she was restored. Peter learned through his relationship with Jesus, provision would come. Many times we're looking to the key for success. The key for success is in our relationship with the Lord Jesus. I love what the Apostle Paul says to the Philippian church when they again had sent him a gift to support him in the work that he was doing. He says, my God, in Philippians 4:19, shall supply in all your need 
according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see, it is as we stay one with Jesus Christ that God is able to bring His promises to pass in our lives. Like it is written in Corinthians, all His promises are yes and amen in our lives by Christ Jesus. In other words, God says yes through Jesus when it comes to His promises and we Give a resounding amen to God. In other words, it is so, Lord. What you have said, you have done. How does that come? Through us staying one with the Lord Jesus Christ. How these blessings come upon our lives. There's two little things I want to share with you. They're very big, but just make mention of them. Number one is from James 1, verse 16 and 17. And the other is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. So let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 8. And while you're looking that up, if you have your Bibles there, let me mention what it says to you in James chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. Verse 16 is a very short little verse. It says, do not be deceived. Deception is something that you do not recognize the nature and character of what you're entertaining. That is deception. You do not recognize, perceive, you do not value that what you're entertaining is deceiving you. It says, do not be deceived. And then verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. The next verse, verse 18 is beautiful. Who of his own goodwill brought us forth as a first fruit of his creatures and so forth. I mean, it's a beautiful writing there. But the point here is we can get into this low place that Peter was in, who had an antagonism to his own success who had a negativism about his own prosperity. You can have that about your marriage. Well, you can say, oh, I don't know. I don't know anymore. I just, there's no more love and, and no more joy. And no matter what I do, it's not good enough. And you can get into a real negative antagonistic spirit about your own marriage. Or you can become that way, it's hard to imagine, but about your own children or about your own business or about your ministry. Oh, no matter what I do, the church won't grow. Oh, friends, I want to encourage you, don't ever think these thoughts. God is the one who gives the increase. God is the one who gives fruit to our labor as we abide in His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will bear much fruit. It will come. It will come. Oh, absolutely. Like Abraham, it will come. You are the father of many nations. It will come. And Abraham stayed in faith and it came. And I believe the same for you as you trust the Holy Spirit to keep you one with Jesus while He works in you that oneness with Christ, all the provision comes like it did for Peter as he connected with Jesus in the boat. When Jesus came into his boat, his business began to prosper. When Jesus is allowed in your marriage, it begins to prosper. When Jesus is allowed constantly to manifest in your body, healing is flowing through your veins, your bones, your muscles, your nerves, your sinews, and He Himself is your healing and restoration. Take this medicine. Jesus 
is the medicine. Jesus is the reconciliation and restoration of our marriages. He is the anointing that makes us prosper. And then the Lord says, don't be deceived. Don't get into such a place where you're seeking to prosper without abiding in Christ. And then I want you to see something here because you say, but pastor, Robert, I, I pray every day. I read my Bible. I go to church. I worship the Lord. And it's hard. It's hard. So let me read you Deuteronomy chapter 8, okay? It's such a phenomenal chapter. And we'll start in verse 2. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep the commandments or not. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart, you should know this in your heart, that a man, that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord God chastens you. Therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, fountains and springs that flow from the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees, of pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. The Lord is bringing you. The Lord is bringing you into the place where you lack nothing a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you will take copper. When you've eaten and are full, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord. And he says it again, beware that you do not forget the Lord in verse 14. It says you, that you might say in your heart, it's my power and might that have gained me this wealth. No, you shall remember that it was the Lord your God that is he who gives you power to gain wealth. So what am I saying to you? All of us go through testing times. When we walk close in union with our Savior Jesus, when we walk close with his life-giving word continuously feeding upon it as we read it, as we hear it and meditate on it, when we walk close with our redeeming Savior by worshiping him in spirit and truth, we still go through these testing times that again and again it's proven, again and again it's shown, God provides. That's the title of this devotion, God provides and that when any of us or in any moment of our lives people could look at us and we say oh I know where my provision comes from it's my father who made heaven and earth we never fall short of such glory to boast in the Lord but boasting in ourselves no we could not do such a thing because he who has brought us into this provision and who maintains us in it 
reminds us of it daily as we feed upon His goodness and mercy that He provides. The same is true for our health. The same is true for our wealth. The same is true for our well-being in our homes, in our relationship. God provides. And in whatever area today, I believe our God who made heaven and earth will provide. Amen. God bless you.